Amen. We're going to go to Romans today. We'll be throughout the Bible in different places, uh, Jeremiah, Ephesians, uh, different places. But we're going to go to Romans 13. I want to begin with a certain scripture here. Just kind of lay a foundation for what I'm going to talk about uh, today. It's the main purpose of it. Um, Truth Church, guests that are in the house, my desire is that I do whatever I can first and foremost to make sure that I go to heaven. Amen? And Because I, I, if I don't work on me, then how am I going to help anybody else? Secondly, as important as all of you are, uh, my family is the second thing. It's most important to me to make sure that we go to heaven. And thirdly, to everybody under the sound of my voice today, whether you're in this room or you're watching online later or right now, um, I want us to go to heaven. I really do want us to go to heaven. And so I'm going to preach today on a subject that I hope through just looking through God's word that we can see that there are some things that there's no doubt about it that are going to bring us nothing, that are going to find us wanting every time. And why should we give our attention to that? Why should we give our thoughts to that? any time to that. And so I hope today that before we leave this place, everyone in the room, uh, maybe you call Truth Church your home for a long time, or maybe it's your first time today, or thank you, Brother uh, Jordan, our youth pastor, for so ably, amen, so ably talking about baptism. Maybe you haven't been baptized. You're here for the first time, and you've never been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins. Today's the best day today's the best day and my hope is that somehow some way something that I say today through the direction and the guidance of the Lord would cause you to want to be baptized amen there's no reason for us to wait any longer to waste any more time get on the road to what most definitely saves us and transforms us and gets us on that straight and narrow path I've said it before I'll say it again For the word declares it wide, broad is the way that leads to destruction. And the Bible instructs us, Sister Judy, that there's going to be a lot of people. That's going to be the popular way. There's going to be many that find that way. Many that look and say things like this. There's there's obviously nothing wrong with this way because look at everybody that's going this way amen and then the bible says narrow narrow is the way and then there's going to be a lot of people that say well obviously there's some discrepancies here because look how narrow it is and also I mean it's just few of us that are like walking through this door so they've got to be right and we've got to be wrong the Bible says few there be that will find the narrow way but I hope and hope the people that I'm talking to today and I hope myself that we will find the narrow way understand ladies and gentlemen that it's not the popular way Amen? 
It's not the way that wins friends and influences people, but it is the right way. And you're not going to find another way that leads there. There are only two ways. Two. There's only two ways. Not because I said so. Not because another preacher evangelist said so. But this book. Anybody got your Bible? Raise it to the heavens. Anybody got your iPhone or your Android? Raise it to the heavens. This right here or your Bible that you have in your phone. It says that there's only two ways. One leads to heaven, and one leads to hell. A religious organization doesn't say that. The Bible says that. Amen. So anything or anyone that says that there's many ways, that is known as a false prophet. That's known as a false teacher or preacher. Amen. Not because I said so, but because the Bible said so. Which leads me, this little preface, if you will, to what I'm going to talk about uh, today. What I'm going to preach about today. I'm going to try my best to preach about it today if I can. I'm going to go to Romans 13. Romans 13. As I said, these scriptures that I'm about to read are to lay a foundation of what I'm going to talk about. I know I kind of did that already, but. says this and that knowing the time somebody say the time the time that now is high time like that what that's saying to you and me is we better like right now is a time that we better put our antennas up if you will we better start looking and thinking and make over and over again Looking at the clock on your, pay attention. It's high time to pay attention. To awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. And we first found Jesus Christ. Then we were first baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of all of our sins. And we received the Holy Ghost. God filled us with his spirit than when we believed. The night is far spent and the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. We've been lackadaisical. We've been doing things and saying things and around things. We should cast that stuff off, young people. Cast that stuff off, adults, elders that are in the house. Cast that stuff off out of your life and let us put on the armor of light, the armor of God. Let's put on the breastplate of righteousness. Take up the sword of the spirit, the shield of faith. Our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. Let our loins be girt up around about us. The gospel of truth. Let's put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly. As in the day. Not in rioting. And drunkenness. Not in what? And what? I want what, 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 what? Not in strife. Somebody say strife. 
and envying? That's a lot of stuff, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a lot of stuff that telling us we got to be honest with ourselves. Let's look inside and make sure that we're not doing these things. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. So, let me give just a little bit of understanding. I'm not Mr. Scholar, but listen. Provision, that means to provide. I'm going to give this to you. Don't give any provision. Don't, do not make provision for the flesh. That means not the little bitty tiny corner in your life. Don't give any provision to the flesh. So let me, layman's terms, what that looks like. It's, it's not that big of a deal. It, that's, it's not, if we do this or if I go here, if I act this way, if I do this thing, it's really, I mean, what we're doing when we say things like that, Brother Jordan, is we are giving provision to the flesh. We're allowing the flesh to say, hey, that's, I mean, not a big deal. It's okay. Amen. That's, that's what it's telling. Don't give provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. It kind of gives you what's going to happen if you give that little bitty inkling, fingernail, if you will, clip of room or provision to the flesh. It's going to fulfill itself. The, it's going to be fulfilled is what the Bible's telling you and me. Today, I'm going to preach from this thought. Don't waste time in Babylon. Don't waste time in Babylon. Would you put your Bibles down? And every person, if you will, if you want to, may, I, I kind of feel some things in the house. It's all right. It doesn't bother me any. But I do want the spirit to move freely so I'm going to ask everybody to surrender your hands to Jesus Christ if you would every young person every elder doesn't matter if you're sitting or standing in the back in the sound booth wherever you're at I just want you to lift your hands to Jesus right now Jesus we thank you so very much for truth and righteousness your word that instructs and leads us and shows us the way oh lord and and gives us direction and god that's what we want to give provision to we want to give provision to your word to show us the right way to give us the right direction in this last and this closing hour no matter lord if that provision that we give to the word yields to us truth and righteousness and things that may hurt and step on our toes a little bit oh lord it doesn't matter that's what we want to do because god we desire not to give time not to give place to anything that this world wants us to give place to but we only want to give place to you we don't want to waste our time in something lord it's already destroyed it's going to burn with fervent heat 
in the name of Jesus Christ. So we surrender our hands. Come on, would you pray with me, Lord? We surrender our hands, Lord. We surrender our minds today. Come on, ma'am. Come on, sir. Would you say it right now to Jesus? Not for me, but unto the Lord. Lord, I give you my mind right now. Come on, every young lady, every young man, every young person, every adult in the house. Lord, I give you my hands. I give you my mind right now. Lord, I give you my heart. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for speaking to me, oh, Lord, in advance, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for tenderizing my spirit and, Lord, letting your word work on me. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Would you clap your hands under the Lord? Praise God, praise God, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. Thank you again, Truth Praise, for ushering in the presence of the Lord. Thank you, amen, Sister Bailey. Uh, thank you very much. Speaking of uh, Brother Ben, Sister Bailey, give it up for our junior Bible quizzing team. Six, five, five, five quizzers, six. Okay, well, we have more quizzers than we did last year. That's all I know. I don't remember how many. And we're going to work on getting that higher. I'm excited. Brother Patrick, Sister Angela are going to be assisting them to this year. Excited about that. Amen. Don't waste time in Babylon. Don't waste time in Babylon. Would you look at your neighbor and say, don't waste time. Don't waste time. There's no sense in wasting time. I don't know about you, but I hate wasting time. I hate I despise wasting time I want to get it done as I this just in me I want to get it done I want to get it done now I don't I don't I don't like wasting time our time that we have quite frankly is precious I see it more and more I don't know about any of you other parents that are in the room but I see it more and more when I look through my phone pictures and it just gets me it it it, my, my feelings start going. Anybody get feelings start going when you start scrolling through your pictures? And, and on an iPhone, it gives you these wonderful little things. It gives you like little, hey, this is what you were doing 27 years ago or whatever, you know. And, like, and whatever, 12, 4, 5, whatever. And you start looking through and you're like, oh, my kids are grown up. <laughs> Am I doing who I should be? Am I doing right? You do all, And you start reminiscing and you... It happened yesterday on our way home from New York. I just I tapped on Ginger's shoulder. She was across the aisle uh, from me in the plane. I, I turned a picture to her, and, and every time it's the same face. <laughs> you don't want to waste time that you have with your family. You don't want to waste time that you have on this earth at all. Most definitely while we are here because there is coming a day, ladies and gentlemen, that time will be no more. We're not going to have time to do the things that we should have done. We're not going to have time to get things done that we needed to get done. And can I tell you everything that you're thinking of right now as far as the temporal really doesn't matter but the one thing that does matter is the time we spend preparing our soul for eternity 
There is going to be an eternity, and that eternity will be either spent in heaven or it will be spent in hell. How we steward our lives and our time, it matters. It's very important. Paul, he tells us, he says it this way in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 15. He says, see that ye walk circumspectly. That we let's get it done right. Not as fools, but as wise. That means things like this would be what a fool would do. The Bible says that we got to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. The Bible tells us that we should walk soberly. We should be right. We should be true. We should live a holy life. We should do that. Somebody say amen. That's what the Bible says. Unwise would be someone that says, well, I'll work on those things later. Or I got some time. Or right now, young people, I'm in high school, I'm young. I'm, let them, would y'all just let the kids be young? I mean, I did it too. Well, you did it wrong, okay? <laughs> amen? I didn't do it all right either. So we're to learn from history. We're to learn from things that maybe we tripped on and say, hey, listen, don't trip on that. I understand, as I've said before, that prodigals, there's always going to be prodigals, and I hate it. I absolutely hate it because I don't want people to have to taste and see those things because it never says, Sister Judy, to taste and see those things. The Bible says taste and see that that's it. Don't taste and see the world. Don't taste and partake in and, and have fun in and do the things of this world. It only detours us from that stuff. Amen. Redeeming the time. Because the days are evil. Evil. They're bad. It's not good. It's not going to be good. We better walk in truth and we better walk in righteousness. We better look at our clocks on a daily basis. We better make sure that we look at the time that is running through on our phone. Hey, I've got to make sure that I don't waste time. Tate, listen to me, buddy. I know you're 11 years old, but you can't waste time. You can't look and say, well, everybody else is doing it. That's not being wise. What's being wise is looking at the book, little buddy, and saying, hey, I better make sure that my I's are dotted and my T's are crossed because if I don't, the day's evil. You see, what's not preached a lot about, Brother Patrick, is this, that that time that we see and it all, oh man, it's a good story and we kick our heels together and man, he made it back home and his daddy came running and oh my goodness, it was a great reunion and wonderful. And things are great and they killed the fatted calf, they got the ring, they got the robe, they had a feast and everything was wonderful. But what happens, what happens if during the time of living, living your riotous life and doing the things that you want to do, all of a sudden, doo, 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 the trumpet sounds 
and you're wasting time. Riotous living. Man, who wants to talk about that story? The reunion is much better. And we say it here all the time, and I do believe it, that they're coming back. I believe that those that have slidden back, those that have made up in their mind right now they're going to do riotous living right now they're going to do the things that they want to do and nobody can stop them or hey I got plans to soon as I'm out of the house I got plans to do this that and the other and their focus is on that they're planning on wasting time I don't like that I don't think that's wise I don't think that's something that we should do because why there is no promise that you're going to have a prodigal moment there's no promise that everything is going to be put together and you're going to have time for daddy to look over the horizon there's no prompt there is absolutely no promise that you're going to get to eat the fatted calf and get a ring on your finger and a robe put around you. There's no promise of that. Why waste time in Babylon? Why waste time in a place that already in God's word it tells us that it's ruined? Quite frankly, if you would just go look right now and research it for yourself, it is a desolate place. There's no foliage. It's desert. Why? Because God said it was going to be. This is not where I want you to live. This is not what I want you to do. This is not what I want you to be a part of. I don't want that. I don't desire that. I don't need you there because if you're there, you're wasting time. And so he tries. He tries to let you and me know that that place is desolate. He tries to show us. I understand it's in the Bible times. I understand it was, it's all there. But right now, today, in this 2023, go look at an aerial view. I was talking to Brother Jordan about it. Go look at pictures of people standing and doing like this. It's nothing but desert and broken down and ruined and destroyed. Why? Because that's how God intended it. And in this day and age, he's still telling us, Babylon, the world, the way that you want to live because you're wanting to fulfill the lust of the flesh, it's going to bring nothing but ruin. Somebody say amen. amen. It's the truth. Praise God. We must wake up and put on the Lord Jesus Christ. We must get up every morning and put on the Lord Jesus Christ. We must put off everything that this flesh wants to do and close our proverbial eyes, if you will, to everything that is contrary to God's word and say, Lord, I only want to put on you. I only want to put on you on my arms and my legs and my heart and my spirit. Every part about me wants to have you put on me. And wake up to the Lord and close your ears and your eyes to this world, to Babylon. Don't waste time in Babylon. Look at your neighbor and say, don't waste time. Come on, look at him again and say, really, don't waste any more time. 
Now turn your attention. Turn your attention to Jeremiah. Jeremiah 28. Jeremiah 28. Now, I want to talk about this just for a moment. I get it. First of all, first of all, I want, I want to do this. I want, you to read, I want you to read this with me. Jeremiah 25 and verse 12. I didn't give this to you, team. I changed everything this morning, and God worked on me. And I text Brother Gary and let him know that, hey, I know you're not here, and this is how it usually happens. It all changes when you're not here. But we got an able-bodied team, and he helped them out, and we're good to go. But Jeremiah chapter 25 and verse 12. I want you to look at this. It's pretty incredible. Brother Trevor, you got a loud voice. I want you to read really loud, booming. Turn around. Don't look at me. I, I got it in front of me. And I want you to read with a loud voice. Jeremiah 25, verse 12. Turn, stand, stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Turn around. There, it's all right. You didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. It's all right. Loud. You may be seated. Does anybody know what perpetual means? Perpetual desolation. That means desolation, there's not going to be any life there. In Babylon, there's going to be no future for you. Amen? In Babylon, the way of the world, you're not going to go anywhere. Young people, listen to me. I know it feels good, and just do it is Nike's whole thing, and all of, but listen to me. Babylon's going to bring you no return. The Bible says perpetual desolation. Mama, daddy, listen to me. Don't cheer your kids on to go do everything that they want to do. It is just Don't misunderstand me. I want them to get an education. I want them to prosper in their career. I want them to do all that stuff. And they can do all that and live for God. I know churches that are full of lawyers. I know churches that almost everybody in their congregation owns their own business. I know, I know preachers that pastor churches like that. And every person that you look in the pew, almost every one of them are successful in their business, are successful in their career, and they're continuing to rise. You can, because the Bible instructs us, you can be in the world, but not of the world. And the reason why you can't is because when you waste time in Babylon, when you waste time living like Babylon, there is going to be no future. None. I can show you men and women today. I could. I won't do it. I wouldn't put them up on the screen for anything. But I can tell you ones that desired 
to be in Babylon and live like Babylon. The Bible says that one person that has their foot in Babylon and the person that has their foot in the church and they, I'm not talking about, the Bible says in the world, not of it. I can be in Babylon and not think like Babylon. I can walk around in Babylon but not waste my spiritual time in Babylon. Man, I want to do this. I want to be like that. I want to talk like this. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I wish Brother Jonathan was in here because he just went to New York for business. And he was blown away, and I was blown away, too. It was awesome. It happened the very first day when I got there. The very first day. My kids will remember this. We were walking back to the hotel. We're walking back to the hotel, and there was a dad, a Jewish dad, and his Jewish little girl, and his Jewish little boy. And if you've never seen that, if you've never been to New York and seen someone that's for real Jewish, there is a physical difference. And you know something? Happy, fun, they're excited because they've made up their mind. We ain't living in Babylon. We know what Babylon is. We know what Babylon represents. We know what Babylon is going to be desolate forever and ever and ever. And the physical appearance motivated me. I looked at Ginger. I don't remember exactly what I said, but it was something to the effect. It ain't bothering them. Look at them. They're separated, and they don't care, and they ain't even got all the truth. They are separated. They're living right. They're doing what they should do. They're showing everybody this is who I am. I'm not going to be in Babylon. And we get our proverbial in a wad sometimes because we got to be different, act different, look different. Let me tell you something. Don't waste time in Babylon. It will produce nothing. The only thing Babylon does is it causes us to hunger for more of Babylon. I want more of this. I want more of that. I want, I want, I want. And then we get obese on Babylon. And when we hear the word of God, we snarl our nose or we get upset. And here he goes again, preaching on that again. You're right, I am, because I want you to be saved. Amen. Jeremiah. Chapter 28. The old cliche. The old cliche is what you don't know won't hurt you. That may be true in trivial things. That may be true. Got a piece of candy and what mama don't know won't hurt her. That may be true in little bitty tiny trivial things. Or oh my goodness, like you walked in and the floor was wet. Your wife was mopped. She mopped herself into the house instead of out of the house like we should do. Men, we know that because we're logical. Amen. Don't. She mopped herself into the house and you walk in and you're dirt. Oh my goodness. And you grab a towel and you clean it up and you walk back outside. You just wait for a couple more minutes till the whole floor dries. And we said, well she doesn't know won't hurt her that's trivial but ladies and gentlemen where it's not trivial is when it comes to the truth when it comes to salvation when it comes to living right and living separated from the world and living how God wants us to live so listen 
This scripture, Jeremiah chapter 28, I don't know what your Bible says uh, on, on the top of this particular scripture, but this is what mine says. Hananiah's false prophecy. He says this, which scares me half to death. There's people that will do what he did now in 2023 just like he did then. Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, saying, I have broken the yoke of the king of Babylon. He's prophesying falsely to these people that are not living how they should live. He's telling them it's all going to be okay. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep living how you're living. No, ladies and gentlemen. It's not. It's going to be bad. You better make sure that you live right and live holy and live how God wants you to live. Hananiah gave a prophecy that brought the people peace of mind and sense of comfort and security. You may be seated. However, the prophecy was not true. And what I want us to understand today is that if we allow ourselves to believe a lie and to trust in a lie that we're, we're okay. Everything's all right, Brother Tony. Brother Ash, hey, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Oh, how we are living that mindset. But you don't know it won't hurt you. It will hurt you. It will hurt you in eternity. So we must understand that we have to live separated. We have to live away from Babylon. That we can't waste our time in Babylon. Because if we waste our time in Babylon, there's going to be a day when the trumpet sounds. There's going to be a day when you're not going to be able to sincerely repent before the Lord. And make sure that your calling and your election is sure. Sadly, sadly, these people, they did not accept Jeremiah's word. But they trusted Hananiah's lie. And they continued in their disobedience and their rebellion. They continued walking the way that they were walking. They continued not just being in Babylon, but living like Babylon. They continued doing what they wanted to do and not what God wanted them to do. Today, somebody say today. Today, we must be careful to reject spiritual counsel that does not align completely with God's word. It's all right. We got to make sure that we don't lend our ear to anything or anyone that is contrary to the infallible words of God. Well, this guy said it. This girl said it. This person said it. And they know a lot about the word of God. Let me tell you something. You better get in the book. And you better study the book. And you better work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. I don't care how many are going that way. I don't care how many say that that's profiting them. It's not. It is. Is a way of full destruction. 
Because in the time of Jeremiah, there are Hananias. In this religious world, in your family, somebody say amen. That will lead people astray. They're on YouTube. They are. They're on TV. They are. Pastor, what makes you right and them wrong? I'm in the book. And I'm studying the book. Hananiah, he picked up the yoke. And he went and threw it down and it broke. And that further he felt, and it did, obviously, because they went with what he said and not what Jeremiah said. He threw it down and it broke, Sister Judy. And they were like, powerful preacher, man, look at him. Look what he did. Broke. <laughs> See all that? Go study it for yourself. Go read it for yourself. And they decide to listen to him and not to Jeremiah. Somebody say, don't waste time in Babylon. You can't waste your time listening to things that are of Babylon. You know, my dad said this. If it looks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, if it waddles like a duck, it's a duck. So listen to me. If what you see looks like the world, if the actions of the person speaking sounds like the world and the fruits that the person bears produces what the world produces, then Brother Ashley, draw you a line and say, you stay there and I'm running way over here. can't waste my time listening to, acting like, being like the world. Again, again, as we were enjoying our family time, again, that I'm so gracious and thankful for, I could not help but see. I could not help but see. And I felt, I truly felt, as I would look around, I had the privilege to do this because I'm not on social media, so I didn't waste my time doing social media. I was just observing. I was watching, not pinning any roses on me. I'm just telling you what I, I, I remember before that I would get on a subway or, or get in a, get, get in a uh, taxi or something like that and just and didn't even look where I was going. But as I was riding through on the subway, as I was riding through on, in an Uber, I would just look. And fruits can tell us whether someone is of Babylon or is not of Babylon. Okay? And so with that knowledge of the word of God, for some, they're like, what do you, who, who do you think you are? I don't think I'm anybody. I'm just stating from the word of God that you can tell someone that is of Babylon and someone that is not of Babylon, okay? And so as we're riding through, and I'm just observing, people 
with no, no joke many times, and she can, she can contest to this, like we're walking, and as we're walking, they're so wound up in what they are doing that I can for sure almost positively tell you not only are they wrapped up in what they're doing there and not observing the time and not looking and being aware? Oh my goodness, is God coming back? I can tell and not judging. This is not judging, ladies and gentlemen. This is observing. And you can tell. Exactly, Bishop. Bearing fruit. I can see the fruit that's being bore there. That their mind is not even thinking about heaven. Their mind is not even thinking about the word of God and you could almost guarantee one another that just from the fruit that they bear that there's no acknowledgement of the word of God. Of course, there's no way of telling that for sure unless you talk to the person. But fruit, according to God's word, tells it all. We're known by our fruits. That's what the Bible says. We're known by the fruit that we bear that's around us. And so I could tell that there were some that there was no acknowledge, acknowledgement of the time. They were comfortable in Babylon. We understand from chapter 25 of Jeremiah that Babylon is perpetually desolate. Desolation. There's no future there. But there are some that will continue in their day to day not acknowledging the time, not looking at the watch, not looking at their spiritual life. And ladies and gentlemen, when we live like that, young people here, Pastor Darren today, don't worry about nobody else and don't even worry about me. You make up your own mind. You make up your own mind with fear and trembling. I cannot live in Babylon. John chapter 8 and verse 36 says this. If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. You can be freed from the ways of Babylon. You can live a life that has nothing to do with Babylon. You can be an individual that once lived there, had both feet planted, and you live like, look like, and bear fruit like Babylon. But you can make up your mind today, as Brother Jordan said, Jesus, I'm coming out of Babylon. Lord, forgive me. Cast my sins as far as the east is from the west. Purify me. Make me new. Lord, baptize me in your name and take me up out of the water for the washing away of all. I want you to bear with me for a moment. I'm going to hurry. I'm going to try to anyway. I didn't teach or preach this week, so just give me some time. <laughs> Babylon. Babaloon, if you will. Somebody, somebody say loon. Loony. Babylon. An ancient biblical city that was founded in the year 632 B.C. The city of Babylon was only in existence for about 70 years. The ancient city was located between Tigaris or Tigris, I believe is how it's pronounced, and the Euphrates River, and the capital of the Babylonian Empire. 
Babylon had not one, but two walls surrounding the city. The city was in the form of a square. Each side of the square was 13 miles long. Babylon was not a brilliant city of splendor. That it was to become until the reign of an evil man by the name of Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar was the king. Anybody recognize that name? Nebuchadnezzar was the king of Babylon for 43 of the 70 years that the city existed. He re his reign lasted for 600, or from 605 B.C. to 562 B.C. During the reign of the evil king, he made the city re rich and high of its glory. He made the city sparkle and glitter so bright. Nebuchadnezzar's brilliant city included great buildings, famous streets, canals, temples, and palaces. This was a city of enchantment. Somebody say enchantment. It was adorned with the most beautiful decorations and fixtures that, owned, that, they, that anyone had ever seen. How well the words of Daniel chapter 4 and verse 30 that were spoken by Nebuchadnezzar fit this evil and twisted man. This is what it says. Is this not Babylonian the great, which I myself have built as a royal residence by the might and of my power and of the glory of my Majesty. Nebuchadnezzar was absolutely and teetotally full of himself. This is who I am. This is what I am. He was full of himself, ladies and gentlemen. He was, you have to think about this with me for a moment. He didn't care about anybody else, he only cared about himself. Just from those words that we read in Scripture. He thought he was all that in a bag of chips. I got this. I'm the man. He was full of himself. And he was not full of the spirit of God. When you are full of yourself and you're living life for yourself, there is no room for the spirit of God. When you live how you want to, remember what I talked about, and you have got this foot here, and man, this is fun, and this is fun, and I don't want to deprive this of this, and I don't want to deprive them of that, and I want to do this. When you live like that, there's no room for the Spirit of God to come in and say, check. Let me check you right here. Let me help you understand that you got pride. Let me help you understand that you're living for yourself and not living for me. There's no room. Babylon was a city full of paganism and idolatry. Full. Can I express to you today my horror when I look across a congregation or I hear people talk about wanting to even be a little bit like Babylon. Because again, if you're around a duck long enough, 
If you hold a duck long enough, if you watch a duck long enough, if you listen to a duck long enough, if you get in the duck's pond long enough, you will begin to walk like a duck. You will begin to talk like one and act like one and be like one. And listen to me. Never talked to him. Only acknowledged to him and said, that little family that was walking on the street, I knew what they were. The little boy's curls. The dad that had his, his yarmulke on. And the little girl. Man, she didn't look like everything else that was in New York. Beautifully modest in every way. But if you're around it long enough, you listen to it long enough, then you get mad. I want to be a duck. Could preach it against ducks, Pastor. I'm not preaching against ducks. That's not what I'm doing. I am simply, simply preaching the word of God. And it is up to you to live the word of God. Amen. But let me commercial for a moment. I understand that it's the spirit of the age. Amen? It's the spirit of the age. Babylon hasn't liked being desolate for a long time. The spirit of Babylon has it like being desolate for a long, long time. And so I'm telling you don't waste your time in Babylon. And Babylon's saying, I don't care if you waste your time here or not. I'm coming into church. Somebody didn't hear what I just said, but it's the truth. It's the truth. Babylon has decided to come in the church. If you won't come to Babylon... I'll come in the church. But let me tell you something. The destination hasn't changed. Listen to me. The destination, which is desolation, has not changed. It doesn't matter if Bab you go out to Babylon, it's going to be desolate. And if Babylon comes in here and you decide to jump around the same pond as Babylon, it's going to be desolate. The destination is the same. I need to hurry. Bear with me. I got four more pages. Just stay with me. And it's spaced out and it's 20 font. So you're, you got some hope. Babylon was a city full of paganism and idolatry. In biblical times, every name that was given had a meaning. It was woven into the fabric of the person or place that the name was given. Take, for example, Jesus, which means Jehovah has become salvation. Or Judah, which means praise. Or Jerusalem, which means city of safety. The name Babylon, somebody listen to me right now. The name Babylon has a meaning. The name Babylon means to confound or cause confusion. There is a sinister sound that you hear 
with that name. There's something that, Babylon, there's something that makes your, your forehead begin to crinkle a little bit. And, and I don't like listening to that. I, Babylon, when Babylon is mentioned, not a positive or a peaceful thing comes to mind. How fitting the name Babylon is. Because when a person, listen to me church, entered Babylon, it was nothing but mass confusion on every side. In that square city, it was nothing but mass confusion. Brother Joey, when you get in the middle of Babylon, I want to go, look at that, that looks nice. No, man, let's go over here and do this. And man, they've said that was wrong for all this time. Let's go over here. And you can't be content in who you are because Babylon, oh, man, look at the lights. Remember what I talked about, Nebuchadnezzar? Look at the glitter. Look at what we're missing out on. Why are we missing out on this, young people? I want to be with the glitter. I want to be with the sounds. I want to be with the lights. I want to be with all this stuff. Why are we, get, why are we missing out on this, Dad and Mom? It found you and it confuses you and you want to be a part of it. When Babylon invades you, the first thing you lose is your peace of safety and your confidence in God. Immediately, just listen to me. Immediately, when Babylon takes up residence, or you take up residence in Babylon, the first thing that goes is peace and safety. And the next thing that goes is I don't want to raise my hands in praise. Why well, don't want to lift up the name of Jesus? Your peace goes. Some of you know what I'm talking about because you've been there. Some of you in this place, you did come from the backslidden state and God saved you from this Babylon, this untoward generation. And you know for a fact, you know there's no doubt in, my, in your mind, in my mind, what I'm talking about is true. First of all, your peace was taken. You didn't have a peace that, hey, heaven's going to be my home anymore. I'm going to march through those gates of pearl, and I'm going to skip up and down the streets of gold with Jesus Christ. No, there was no peace anymore. There was no safety in knowing that your calling and your election was sure. And then you had no reason to lift a hand, Brother Jonathan. You had no reason to magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Why? Because Babylon had taken up residence. Because you had taken up residence in Babylon. Listen to me today, ladies and gentlemen. We can't let this nasty, gross thing take our homes, take our life, and take our church. I said it a week ago. I want you to be uncomfortable when I preach against the world. I want you to be uncomfortable when I preach the world out of your home. I want you to be uncomfortable. And I submit to you today, don't waste time in Babylon. Babylon is going to be desolate. There's no future. 
There's no life in Babylon. There's absolutely no life. Nothing is going to flourish there. Nothing is going to be produced there. Listen to me, Dad and Mom. Your spiritual heritage, if you allow Babylon to run your home, it's going to stop right there. Your spiritual godly legacy will stop right there. So you better not allow Babylon in the house. You better not allow yourself to go into Babylon and live like Babylon. You can't be in Babylon and say, I love you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. I know y'all don't like it, but here I am to magnify the Lord. Here I am to live godly, holy, and I'm gonna, that's going to be my acceptable, reasonable service. Oh, somebody clap your hands. I know I don't got everybody with me, but that's all right. Can I submit to you today? Stay in the church. Keep praising God. And Babylon will not destroy you. I said stay in the church. Keep praising God. And Babylon will not destroy you. I would to God that somebody would stand to your feet and say, nothing's going to take my praise. Nothing's going to take my praise. I'm staying in the church. Come hell. Come high water. It doesn't matter if Babylon tries to creep in the church. I'm going to praise it out of the church. Because where the spirit of the Lord is. Look at your neighbor say stay in the church. Come on look at him and say keep on praising God. You may be seated. When Babylon invades. It's mass confusion. In your mind. And spirit. When Babylon comes in. There's mass confusion in the mind and in the spirit 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7 very familiar quoted to sister ginger on the plane during turbulence yesterday may have been out of context but still I quoted it to her God hath not given us the spirit of fear but of power and love and a sound mind when Babylon invades Spirit of confusion. When Babylon invades, I don't feel safe. Can I tell you, why would you ever, why would you ever want to allow, want to allow your home or your family or anybody that you love to live in Babylon? Don't live in Babylon. Confusion. Confusion. Confusion is in Babylon. Second, Chronicles chapter 36 and verse 7. Nebuchadnezzar also carried of the vessels of the house of the Lord to Babylon and put them in his temple at Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar tried to imitate the church. There is only... One church. One. There's only one church. There's only going to be always one Lord. There's only going to be one faith. And there's only going to be, as Brother Jordan talked about today, one baptism. If you were baptized any other way, it's the wrong way. Then Peter said unto them, Repent 
and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of all of your sins. You need to be baptized in Jesus name today. I want to submit to you today, if you waste time in Babylon, if you try to live in Babylon, there's going to be a lot of false teachers, there's going to be a lot of false prophets, but I'm here today to sound an alarm for every false prophet that has preached to you and told you things that are not true in God's word. There's one Lord, there's one faith, and there's one baptism. Oh, hallelujah, there's one God and Father of all. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, make up your mind today that you're not going to waste time in Babylon or the doctrines of Babylon or any false teacher that comes from Babylon. Praise the Lord. When you were a citizen of Babylon, musician to get come, I'm hurrying. I want you to hear me if you can. You were a citizen of Babylon. You had to do the things the way the Babylonians did. Listen to me. If you took up residence in Babylon, if you made your home in Babylon, listen to me, you had to do what the Babylonians did, not the church. You had to do what the Babylonians did and you didn't get a choice in the matter. You got to live like them. You got to talk like them. You got to walk like them. You got to do what the Babylonians do. <laughs> did you hear me? We got to be what the Babylonians are if we decide to live in Babylon, if we decide to waste time in Babylon. So again, I go back to my little funny example. If I decide to live like Babylon, if I decide to be like Babylon, if I decide to be in Babylon, I'm going to look like a duck. I'm going to walk like a duck. I'm going to quack like a duck. I'm going to be what a duck is. Because that's what I got to do. But can I submit to you this morning one more time? Not the church. We can't do that and be in the church. I'm not talking about being here on Sunday morning because there's a lot of people that just come to church on Sunday morning or Wednesday and check that proverbial box off. No, I'm talking about I'm the church of the living God. I'm going to be in church. I'm going to worship. I'm going to praise. I'm going to magnify the Lord with them. And I'm going to exalt his name together. I am the church. I'm, a, I'm the church on Sunday. I'm the church on Monday at school. I'm at the church, the church on Monday at work. I am the church on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I'm the church. Somebody say, I'm the church. And stand to your feet. I'm hurrying. It was in Babylon where the three Hebrew children, further proving my point to you, if you're in Babylon, you got to do what Babylon does. But you don't got to do what Babylon does if you're the church. Some of you don't want to hear it, and that's fine. 
That's okay. Look at me. I'm going to look at everybody in the congregation. I'm not being mean. I'm just look at me. Look at me. Everybody in the congregation. Everybody. You don't have to. Don't take my word for it. I'm not preaching my agenda. Okay? So get that mess out of your, you got an attitude, okay? That's, it's not my agenda. It's the Bible. Okay? Hold on. You go study the Bible, and please call Sister Ivy. She's not up here. Come meet with me and prove the Bible wrong. You're not going to be proving me wrong. You're going to be proving the Bible wrong. Listen to what the Bible says. When you were a citizen of Babylon, I'm sorry. It was in Babylon where the three Hebrew children were brought before the evil king. They were given an ultimatum. They could bow to the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar created or they could burn in the fiery furnace. I know. That's just longhand, if you will. But that was what was given to them. You're here in my city. You're going to do what I'm telling you're going to do. Not that sweet little Jewish daddy and his little girl and his little son. They're like, we're in the middle of Babylon right here in New York City. But I don't care what anybody thinks. This is how I look. This is what I'm going to be. This is who I am. Listen to me. Not even having the full truth they've made up in their mind in a world of Babylon all around the worst thing that you could possibly think of as I sat in 12A or 11A whatever it was yesterday on that plane and I look in front of me I see Babylon stewardess as he scrolls through his phone and I'm like good God almighty it's everywhere Babylon 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 brother Ash someone that doesn't even have it all as the word of God teaches I'm talking about not the King James version but the original text teaches they don't have it all down they've made up in their mind (laughs) I'm in Babylon but I ain't bowing it was passed down from my ancestors but I ain't bowing and we get our proverbial in a wad because we want to fit in and we want to look like and we want to act like we don't I don't want my kids to be different and be looked at different. I don't want my family to be looked at different. I loved it. I loved it. It was awesome. We went to a off-Broadway, it's called a box theater. It's way less expensive. When you have 77 children, you have to do things like this. 
But it was in the bottom of an old church. It was an off-Broadway. It's no longer a church. It was a church. But now they use it as a, I think, portion of its school somewhere. Whatever. And we got finished. It was so awesome. It was not rehearsed. It wasn't said. It just, it was so awesome. Some people that we know, they were there. They were one of the people's acting in the in the Broadway or in the off Broadway, whatever. And when we were done, we came from the box theater, which was in the basement of this church, back up the stairs to leave. And because it's not a normal Broadway where you don't see the actresses and actors unless they come out and you can go to the stage and talk to them, they were all upstairs for their after the opening night get-together. When we came in, it was Coca-Cola and Sprite and all these different little drinks and then all those boxes of M&Ms and that was all nice and dandy, no big deal. But when we came up, for the after <laughs> come here Tate come up here jump up right here be nice to that wooden stuff I'm not pinning any roses on him did it innocently but we're standing there talking and the person that we know is introducing us unfortunately they're not living how they should live he looks at me and he says dad They got that stuff. I want to leave. And I said, me too, Bubba. You know why? Because I want him to feel uncomfortable in Babylon. And as he looked around, the actors that were in costume, I will say some you could tell, but majority you couldn't tell they had now got into their street clothes if you want to call it that and again he was like dad I don't feel comfortable here I want to go and so we made our beeline to the door as fast as we could obviously on the way people stopping and wanting to meet us and who are you and so on and so forth and we finally got out of there and I didn't care what it cost to get an Uber to get back to our hotel I wanted to get far away from Babylon. You see, Mom and Dad, I'm preaching to you today. If you're comfortable with Babylon and you pull in Babylon and you okay Babylon and you compromise and do what Babylonians do, And your kids are going to do what Babylonians do. They're going to want to. I said it earlier, you know, what you don't know won't hurt you. Here's another old thing. What do you do in moderation those kids, the people you influence, are going to do an excess.
the three Hebrew children told the king, throw us in the fire. Our God is able to deliver us out of the fire. And what we're concerned with is I don't, I don't want my family to be ostracized and different than Babylon. Because then people will ask questions. Well, guess what? That's your witness. I am in Babylon, but I'm not of Babylon. I know you want me to bow and look like and act like Babylon, but I'm not doing that. I'm not going to do that. And your reward. They told the king that they're not going to bow and you can throw us in the fire. And then they say with confidence, our God is able to deliver us out of the fire. And then on top of that, there was a fourth man in the fire. Don't waste your time in Babylon and why? Because there's nothing supernatural going to happen in Babylon. But if you make up in your mind, hey, I'm going to be right here, but I'm going to stand up for what I believe. I'm going to stand up for what the Bible teaches me to come out from among them and be separate. I am not going to waste my time being a Babylonian. You know, as you preach, you sometimes think, and I, I kind of gave it to him too fast today. He was like, what's your new title, Pastor? I need it quickly. I should have said, don't waste your time being like Babylon. Because that's really the problem. Some of us want to be like Babylon. Don't be like Babylon. Don't be ba like Babylon when you're outside of the four walls of Truth Church of Denison. Don't be like Babylon when you're at your workplace. Don't be like Babylon, kids, students, young people. When you're in school. You're a holy nation. You're a peculiar people. When you're in Babylon, be zealous of the things of God. Live a zealous life. I got to be like Jesus. I got to live like Jesus. I got to be separated from the world. Dad, you do it. Brother Jason, not only do it, but demand it. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. Pastor Darren we can't demand things in our homes anymore it's the spirit of the age there was a fourth man in the fire like as the son of man Babylon will try to come in but when you stay prayed up listen to me I know that's just something we say. When we stay prayed up, what does that mean, Pastor Darren? When you stay in prayer, ma'am, when you keep your nose in the book, I'm not saying every single moment of every single day, but you 
get a time where you don't don't turn the TV on. Don't go to Facebook or Instagram, but get in the book and begin to read. And prayerfully read. God, show me. I want to live right. I want to teach my kids right. I, I want to, Dad, this is what I want to do. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be a tyrant, but I am going to be firm in what your word declares us to do because I want to do that because that's what your word instructs me to do as the priest of my home. But when you stay prayed up, when you are living that overcoming life, when you're away from the world, nothing will be able to come against you. Isaiah 54 and verse 17, I'm almost done. No weapon, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Nothing that comes against you is going to prosper. There's no tongue. Nothing that's going to... Who do they think they are? Nothing's going to come against you when you stay prayed up. You're not going to worry about what they think about being separated and making up in your mind that you're not going to waste time being like the Babylonians. It doesn't matter. On October 12th, 539 B.C., Babylon was conquered by King Sirius of Persia. And from that time, from that time on, the decay of the city began. Sirius means possess thou the furnace. Listen to me. Or get the fire. Ladies and gentlemen, get the fire and you can conquer Babylonian. You can conquer a Babylonian mentality. You can conquer Babylon. You can conquer anything that looks like and acts like Babylon in your home. Pastor, what are you preaching to me today? Daddy, I'm preaching to you. Get set on fire with the power of the Holy Ghost. Come to an altar and lift your hands high and say, God, burn me up inside. Get the fire. Would you come around this altar right now? As I stated to you at the very beginning, in the 25th chapter of Jeremiah, Babylon is in ruins. When you look at the place where Babylon was, textbooks tell us, and you can look on Google later on if you want to, it is a great desert. Not even a blade of grass will grow on the land that was once Babylon. Babylon will not set the tone for Truth Church of Denison. And I can only hope, Dad, I can only hope, Mom, that it won't set the tone for you and your family. 
Would you come to this altar really close? Would you press in and raise your hands? I want you to be shoulder to shoulder with somebody, hand in hand with someone. Can we do that right now? Come on, I want you to pray, Lord, don't let us waste our time. Don't let us waste our time in a Babylonian mindset. Don't let us waste our time in Babylon in the name of Jesus. Love not the world nor the things that are in the world. If you love the world, dad and mom, the love of the father is not in you. Young people, did you hear what I said? Don't love the world. Don't love Babylon. Don't look like, act like, be like the world. You can't be like the world. Because if you're like the world in any form or any fashion, any form or any fashion, the love of the Father is not in you. Come on, lift your hands to him right now. Come on, lift your hands to him right now. Come on, be different, mama. Mama, you're so successful. Be different. Daddy, you're so successful in everything else. Be successful in living for God. Separation from the world. Come on, we want to live by the textbook.